Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 251 of Sack King's Therapy. Like the bean song, because the Kings win again uh, against the Jazz. This time, 117 to 115 after it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> Uh, last second bucket did not count for Lowry marketing where Lowry had 0.4 seconds to go just basically just chucks a shot up with one hand right at the three-point line and nails it but it was after the shot clock and this is the second time and I think it's about just in a few days where Lowry just has a great game but just couldn't close it yeah, that final play kind of reminded me of the Harrison Barnes turnaround three against uh, Cleveland in front of Colin Sexton, who, I mean, didn't play in today's game. But that reminded me of that. Just just needed a little more time. And I was watching it back over and over. I'm like, if Fox hit that, uh, whatchamacallit, layup just a little quicker, he might have gotten it. And you, you look at that final play, like Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray are right, kind of right on top of him. Like Harrison just, just you know, a step late, just jumping over to intercept the pass. And Keegan, you know, just has his hands up because he does not want to foul. He fouled Lowry on the previous play for three free throws to tie the game. Uh, De'Aaron Fox goes in for a layup. And yeah, 0.4 seconds left on the clock. And he just throws it up and makes it just... And then it just, and then again, it doesn't count. Heartbreaking loss for Utah, who have been how I I don't I can't even count how many games. So they lost to us um, in the Golden One Center um, by one point to Kevin Herter game winner. They lost to the they lost to the Heat on a game winner I think on New Year's, and now they lose again on a game winner. Someone had a stat. In the last five games, they've lost by a total of 15 points total in the last five games. Yeah, they were all close games, too. And I think it was, yeah, it was five, right? <laughs> Counting this game now. That's crazy. Yeah. And again, it's just it's just heartbreaking because, again, like Lowry, I thought, had a really good game. Like, you know, not shot, didn't shoot great from the field, but still had a, had a really good game. Just couldn't close it out at the end, and I do feel for Jazz fans on this one. I I thought I thought it was good because like you you uh, live said that you thought his you thought his foot was on the line. His foot was not on the line. Um, I guess for better or for worse. And yeah, I, I mean I thought we lost this game on a game winner, <laughs> like in real time. Oh yeah, my my heart sunk. Like <laughs> oh man. <sighs> I don't, I don't remember the last time we lost to a game winner, to be honest. And this would have been a pretty big one if it were to count. The game, the only one, I guess you can call it a game winner. I usually don't like count it to, I, 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 only, I usually only count game winners as like you're down and you win the game. Like mm -hmm. when you're tied and you go up, That I call it the go-ahead bucket. The, the, the only one I could think of is the Tyler Hero 3, the go-ahead, you know, shuffle the feet, you know, do a little tap dance, uh, yeah, tap dance right. 3. Uh, that's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. But for better or worse, Kings have not been the victim of that. And they stay they stay clean uh, on the record for that. And they escape. They really did escape Utah with the win on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. Yeah, good for them. Like, really good. And hopefully they carry that energy over to the Hawks game on tomorrow night in the Golden One Center. <laughs> oh, yeah.
But all right, let's actually talk about the Kings uh, in this game. Uh, I thought the Kings were really pretty good overall. Like it was a shootout early. Um, the Jazz like you know started blinking and like they start missing shots in the first quarter. And the Kings got out to a fourteen point lead. But then, unfortunately, this is gonna really gonna rear, rear its head at some point. It's a it, it already has. But when Sabonis is off the floor, the Kings don't run good offense. Uh, no, indeed. I mean, they tried to pass the ball as much as they could. I mean, on a couple or a few of possessions that, I mean, it looked good. But it seems like we forced a lot, and that led to a lot of turnovers. And not going to lie, the refs were not very uh, pleasant against both of these teams. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the refs in a bit. But the main thing I diagnosed from just watching like this stretch, it's been there kind of basically since Sabonis has gotten here. The first game Sabonis played, I've watched back some of the highlights, but you can tell the guards trust his hands, if that makes any sense. Like they mm -hmm. will throw it to him in the middle of the floor. They don't really throw it to any other guy when like they roll for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. It's not like Rashawn has bad hands or anything, but there were a few possessions where Malik had, or like whoever was the ball handler had Rashawn on the roll and, you know, they could bounce pass it to him and he could try and finish, but they just won't throw it to him for some odd reason. And I don't know what it is. They only do that with Sabonis, but they don't ever throw it to any other big man. And it always ends up in a long jumper. And that's kind of what I'm seeing as the problem. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, both sides, uh, defense within the paint, weren't the greatest but when it did happen to be like the ball handler driving to the rim and try to pass it out yeah you're right it's always someone beyond the arc I feel and there were times where like which Rashawn was just just open just enough to make his you know signature move I wouldn't mind seeing that a few times this game but you know we settled for uh, the free at times and you know either that or just drove to the rim at will yeah and you know uh, did you i don't know if you happen to catch the um catch the grizzlies game but like the grizzlies i could kind of understand because the grizzlies like they they packed that paint like crazy and so it makes sense why you end up shooting a lot of jumpers now the kings unfortunately didn't make a lot of them but you know that kind of makes sense you just mm -hmm. mentioned the Jazz rim protection was pretty Swiss cheese, despite having two, two like you know, two center center size guys in Olinick and Lowry Markin back there. There's just no real rim protection back there, weirdly enough. But you know, it's so that that's what I mean. Like they always end up kind of shooting long jumpers, and even when the bonus came back in, they still it still took a little bit for them to get out of their funk. They had these weird stretches where they just could not score, and that's what I'm seeing as the problem. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it doesn't, you know, occur more than we sh it should. But, I mean, I guess it's what gets the job done. But, I mean, if that's the case, we got hit more shots, to be honest, especially from that bench unit. Yeah, not a great night for the bench. Only eight total points from the bench. It was all the starters this game. And we'll get to De'Aaron De Fox later. Mm -hmm. But also, like I just mentioned, the Kings went up 14, and the, that's a lead just slowly dwindled without Sabonis out there. But the the second half of the equation, this Jazz team fights. 
There is no quitting these guys. They were down 14. They kept running their stuff. They kept hustling for the ball. 22, was it 11 offensive rebounds this game for the Jazz, I think? Let's see. Uh, yeah, 12 offensive rebounds for, for, the, for the Jazz this game. They ended up with... It doesn't say how many uh how many second chance points they got, but uh, oh sorry, it's twenty four second chance points to the Kings is I think six right ten ten so yeah twice the amount of second chance points they just kept fighting they kept just out hustling the Kings on a lot of possessions and they just grinded their way back anytime the Kings got even remotely a little bit of a cushion like an eight point like an eight point lead a six point lead it was never safe because the Jazz would just fight fight and fight and they just won't give up i was that's why i was afraid of this jazz team they like a, a team like that that just never quits executes like the, it's usually bad news for the kings but the, the kings played well as well they kept executing like in the fourth quarter the, the, the kings had like three straight back cuts like we're again the swiss cheese rim protection just it, they just got like sabonis just got the guy on the back cut and there was just no rim, rim protection back there so credit to the kings for just staying strong but fuck this jazz team fights oh yeah both sides felt like the pace the pace of the offense on the, each side is was pretty ridiculous. Like they were just pushing the ball up and down, scoring on each side. We get runs, they get runs. And you know, they they kind of played in a way that like the Kings usually play that I don't really like. They, you know, 13 for 44. That looks like a Kings stat line from the three-point land. Like they were jacking a lot of threes this game. And mm. they, they made they made more than the Kings. But they they didn't attack the paint enough. And, you know, when they attack, you know, credit to the Kings defense. The Kings defense was pretty good this game. Like, you know, led by uh, Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes just being really good help defenders this game. Mm-hmm. And Davion did his job as well. Uh, that reminds me, actually, who is the defensive player of the game this game? Oh, I haven't checked yet. Uh, yeah, to cover for me for a few seconds, I will look it up. Yeah, but other than that, there was a few possessions from the Kings that I didn't like at all. Like there was a, I, I want to say two or three inbound plays where they try to get the ball out, but you know, the jazz all of a sudden takes it back and it's just, I mean, it happens, but it led to, uh, I believe there was a Linux free at first. We inbound the ball. Fox loses the inbound. Then Carson gets the ball and he gets a free. So that's really a six point play from just that little, uh, whatchamacallit inbound play. Yeah, so the Kings were sloppy like throughout the game too. Like there were there were moments like those eight point leads should have turned into like you know twelve point leads, mm-hmm. like whatever ten point leads. But they just kind of dropped the ball and yeah, as you mentioned, the, it would be like a layup or a three on the other end. That's just yeah. kind of how the game flowed that this game. Yeah. But you know the 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 bench didn't score well. They did bring it on defense, and one guy who was the defensive player of the game. He brought it on. He brought it on defense, even though he did foul a little too much. He got a little aggressive, and uh, again, the refs were just being weird. Um, Casey that. Alpala, defensive oh. player of the game, like he locked up Jordan Clarkson when he when he was out there. Now, unfortunately, he did get benched, and uh, again, just fouled a little too much. But he just, but he like legitimately locked up Jordan Clarkson, who ha- who is an absolute flamethrower of a player. Like he forced turnovers. He just straight up like took his cookies on one play, just like was draped all over him. 
And yeah, uh, uh, again, along with Davion, that duo like will shut down any backcourt or hell, like can shut can even like limit some front court players. Oh yeah, and he also played in the fourth or even in the what you call it the the final uh, possessions. Yeah, final final possessions. I don't know why I slipped up there. Yeah, like he they they let him play, but again, like he got a foul call. I thought it was kind of bullshit. I thought oh, I, yeah. I thought it should have been a no call, but whatever i i thought he brought he brought it and very well deserve a defensive player of the game chain mm-hmm. um okay uh let's okay we got to bring this up we just talked about the crowd it, it was so smoldering hot today like every single play they were just into anything that did not go the jazz's way they they wanted blood like oh, the, the, you mentioned there was a backcourt violation the backcourt violation is just weird like it should have been a backcourt on Sabonis. I think it was a, yeah. Linux knocks the ball uh, away. Sabonis kind of kind of goes and grabs it, but in the process, kind of his momentum, quote unquote, took him into the backcourt. And apparently, it wasn't a backcourt, even though they initially called it and they reversed it. And that crowd wanted blood. And you know, <laughs> when the when the shot was waved off at, at the end of the fourth quarter, like. I, you know, I mean, I assume they needed extra security for the rest because they were not happy. Yeah, I mean, the rest were pretty bad for either side. I, I wouldn't want to say it's pretty even in terms of the calling because, my gosh, I didn't know the rest could call that many travels, that many carries, that many double dribbles, and uh, what you call it, all these like weird small fouls that. I didn't know that should have been a foul. They called it. I mean, it was pretty much a, what you call it, a free for all at that point. Yeah, there were a lot of these like really bad touch fouls. Like there, there was what there were like multiple fouls, um, like three point fouls. Like the the KZ on um uh, and the kill on Alexander one in the corner. He barely grazes his like kind of elbow or like arm area, mm-hmm. and that was a foul. And then, like the the one the one Keegan had, Lowry kicked out his legs yeah. by the way and got the contact. I thought there was there was like you know a bit of a bit of a slight touch on the elbow, but it's not enough to be a foul. They they were touch they were calling a lot of these soft touch fouls, and it it was pretty annoying if you were a Kings fan. Like it, I didn't feel like it was that much on the Utah's end, but yeah, the King, I thought the Kings got a LeBron deal on a lot of these touch fouls. Yeah, that reminds me. We fouled again three times in the three point area. One on um there was Ann, one on Conley. KZ got one on Alexander, but luckily he missed the first two free throws. And then we had one on uh Warren Market. And so I don't know. I mean hopefully we could get better in terms of that perimeter defense, but these little teeny touches kind of make or break this game. These mistakes, yeah. If you're to be a good team, you can't you can't do stupid shit like this. That that's mm-hmm. just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you know, like if you're going to be a winning team. Now, granted, the Kings, like let, let's not get it twisted. The Kings do get kind of a raw deal with some of these refs, but you, to be a good team, you got to put yourself like not in a position to foul. And you know, as much as you want, I want to like criticize Keegan for not being up on Lowry or like Harrison for not getting that steal. That was one hundred percent going to be called a foul if they were any closer. Uh, oh yeah. So you know, credit to them. Like they learned their lesson, and hopefully, like this turns into you know another gro- one of those growing pains. And you know, you didn't lose this game, 
you know, you got you escape with this one, and you hope you be you're able to learn that lesson and just you know be better next game. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, so far we're still the fifth seed, uh, still three and a half from first, and let's see, literally like three plus games from being out to play in. So. Yeah, it's a it's a tight race. The Kings need every single win they can, and we'll see we'll see what the Hawks with this one. Hawks are kind of falling apart. I don't know if you saw that a uh, double OT game from them uh, last night. It mm. was it, it was it was a weird one to say the least. Well, hopefully the stuff is going okay with the coach and uh, what's his name, <laughs> John Collins, Trey Young. John Collins is still on that team. I don't know how. Like, dude, just dude's not playing well, and I don't even blame him. Like. Basically, your general manager is like telling you, yeah, we're trying to trade you right now. Like, but you know, like we're cool, right? Keep playing hard for us, you know, and we'll try and trade you. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be in that, in, in that, uh, in that position, but who knows? A- anyways, um, all right, let, let's talk about some of the players. Um, we got to start with Mr. Fourth Quarter, Mr. De'Aaron Fox, 37 points. 22 points in the fourth quarter was just in was in attack mode basically like i thought for the most of the game like the whatever i'm saying about the jazz's rim protection they they were locked in on De'Aaron. he could not get anything at the rim basically like Mm -hmm. early but in the in the fourth quarter he started hitting some jumpers the defense started to loosen up a little bit and he went to work Again, 22 points in the fourth quarter. And just basically, like, whether it was a primary defender or not, he would just attack, attack, and attack. And he just kept getting kept getting by his man, and he kept scoring. And he scored the game-winning layup for the Kings. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't do this, like, in the previous three quarters. But, man, I mean, he's Mr. Clutch. Um Look, if you can if you can do this in the fourth quarter, I can I can accept that you're saving your energy. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't want to always rely on this. Like, but it is, but it is good to see that Fox has it in him to summon it if he needs it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned to you in, uh, during the game. I kind of want to know what his free point uh, percentage is during this like clutch time because he he made his only three during the what you call it the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. I want to say it's like in the high thirties the last time I saw it because I know he's like he shoots like sixty something percent uh, in the in the clutch. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I imagine his percentage went up. I don't think he. I don't remember him missing at all, actually. So yeah, he only missed one surprisingly, which I mean I don't even remember either. Yeah, yeah, it was just really good. And as I mentioned, a real weapon for the Kings like down the stretch. If like you are going to the clutch it, with De'Aaron. Like it, he's gonna. I wouldn't say he's like the best clutch scorer there. I think there are better scores in the league, but like he can, he can go toe to toe with them, and he definitely brings it. Like he definitely has that closer perk, if you will, um, from two K. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So bonus. Like, uh, what else is there to say? Like he just he just comes in, he puts on his hard hat, broken thumb and all. And just puts in his numbers. You know, another double-double, 21 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, another near triple-double. Yeah, just kind of just kind of does his thing. There's nothing else you can really say other than the fact the Kings gonna are really gonna need to solve his backup problem because Rashad ain't getting it done. They're not even trying Alex Len. Like Metsu's glued to the bench at this point. Kata, they're not willing to kind of like ride and die with him. So 
they're gonna they're probably gonna need to trade make a trade at some point because you know playing Sabonis 39 minutes on a on a front end of a back-to-back I don't know man yeah we'll have to see but I mean congrats to him for hitting his 14th straight double double yeah and again playing with a broken thumb that ha- that has to be mentioned like that that is some real toughness right there um oh. okay Oh, okay. Uh, Harrison Barnes, I thought he was okay on offense. I'll be honest, don't really remember much he did other than hitting a few threes. But I thought he did a pretty good job on Lowry for the most part. Like, Lowry did get to the line 15 times, but he did limit, limit him to 6 for 15 shooting, if that if that means anything. Yep. I mean, are we going to call him Mr. Reliable again? I don't know. He's, he's not been... He, he's been all over the place for me. Like, the, the thing is, when he scores 20, for the most part, like, the Kings win. Problem is, he doesn't really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, he is, like, a he is just a solid presence. And like, I'm never thinking, like, oh, God, Harrison Barnes is on that guy. I've never thought that. And, like, he's just a steadying presence for this team. And, you know, he he, he does his job, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keegan Murray, kind of in the same vein. They're like, not a, not a crazy box score um, from him, like 16 points, five rebounds. Oh, uh, Barnes had 17, 19 and eight. So that's actually a really good stat line. 19, 19, eight, two assists and two steals. Um, Keegan Murray, very like just somewhat pedestrian for the most part, like, you know, three threes this game, six for 12 from the field, 16 points, five rebounds. Like, I did. I'll be honest. Didn't really notice this, but James Ham did. James Ham did mention like he played really well on defense, like really good rotations. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Like in the beginning of the game, like the Kings were really good on defense. Oh yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, he's looking like he's finding his groove again because he had a slow, like, I guess, early start. I guess you could say to his. He season. had a he had a rough November. Yeah, that's that's the month. But you know, he got his uh, what call it, Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Uh, I believe last month because I, this month is still too early. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was a bit surprised. I didn't think he would get it because, like, he he's a very quiet player, like figuratively and literally. Like <laughs> what he does, like for the most part, you know, is it doesn't really show up on the box score. Like he'll kind of just sleep. He'll just kind of like get his get his points, and you know he's efficient, but it's not a lot of points for the most part. I, I don't know what he averaged in December. I doubt it's anything more than fifteen. So mm. you know, like good for him. Like you know, maybe he's still in that rookie of the year race. I don't know anymore. I, I think Paolo has clearly kind of like taken the lead on that, but we'll see. There's still a lot of games to be played. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Kevin Herter. Just kind of overall solid, I thought. Not a, like a good shooting game. Didn't shoot well from three, but he did find ways to contribute. Again, like a crucial back cut that he had, like with Sabonis in the fourth, that you know gave the Kings a little bit of a cushion. He has a symbi- symbiotic um, kind of connection with uh, with Sabonis, and honestly, they should run more two man game with him because like he he's got something. And, you know, give him more opportunity. I want to see, like, what he can do with those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's interesting for me is that I kind of didn't really notice him in terms of the offense that much this game because, I mean, he was pretty hot early on, but kind of, like, was here and there throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, like, you know, he only, he hit his two threes, I think, at the all in the first quarter. But after that, like, yeah, just very quiet, a very kind of steadying presence, still somehow got to 16 points. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, even though he wasn't hitting his threes, like, still found ways to contribute. Oh, yeah. Is is his new na- name Kavon still? I don't know. I'm just going to call him Red Velvet until, until someone tells me not to. Sorry to, like, go off track, but I remember seeing on Reddit this morning uh, someone calling Sabonis D-Hog. Why? I, I don't know. What is that a reference to? I have no idea. It was some Pacers fan <laughs> that wanted to check in on him. I, I mean, there was a guy uh, who who was on uh, ESPN t- thirteen twenty called Foxy Saboner. Like Saboner is one I've I've heard okay. a lot. Yeah, um, I know that. So, yeah, someone even made a custom jersey sixty nines, and then last, and then on the back is Saboner. So, uh, yeah, you, you know you what? I, you know, I salute you. I salute you. <laughs> that takes yep. some takes a certain level of audacity to do. If only the NBA store would allow that on an official jersey. <laughs> I mean, it's a custom jersey, like, you know. That's kind of fun. Again, the Jalen Williams. Talk about going off track. Like, okay, see, I don't know. Like, the PR team needed to tell them, "Hey, you be six, you be nine. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't do that. Oh man. If only, but uh, I forgot what word. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but they're... we were on Kevin Herter. So you said, I think, K-Von or... K-Von, uh, K apostrophe Vaughn. K-Von is one I've heard that I think that's pretty stupid. <laughs> Honest. Red Velvet's a great name. Let's just call him Red Velvet. I thought did he didn't he like uh, Red Velvet or did I, he I think not? he said, I think he said he didn't like Red Velvet. Hmm. I, I mean, Kate, Kevin Durant at one point wanted people to call him the servant. Oh, <laughs> okay. And that that was that was after Slim Reaper, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to be called the servant. So I, I don't I don't know about asking uh, I don't know about asking players for their own nickname. Like Kobe and the Bamba was like one of the ones that worked. I don't think anything else has really worked. Yeah. Uh, who knows. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, Harder, just overall, just very solid, and you know, good, good game from him. He just contributed. He, I don't think he hurts the team most of the time. Like he's always out there. Like sometimes he maybe not do anything, but usually, like you know, when you're not hurting the team, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, the bench didn't score well, but I really thought thought they brought it on defense. Like Malik, for all his faults, like still did get four assists. Like on the box scores, maybe not so much scoring, but like they still did stuff. And Davion always brings on defense. KZ again locked up Jordan Clarkson for stretches in the fourth. And you know, Trey Trey Lyles like had a really nice block. Like he he's a solid player. Rashawn Holmes, I'm still hoping he just finds his way because the way he like looks out there, still a little lost out there. Like there were just moments on deep offense and defense. He just it just feels like he doesn't know where to be. And like you know, is he's still off? Yeah, sadly, it looks like he's not going to be in the game plan for the Kings' future, which is unfortunate because you know we all we love Rashawn, oh, we really yeah. do, and mm-hmm. but it's just not it's just not working, and I I don't know what it is. He just he just looks lost out there in the system, you know, without like you know a pick and roll, like without a cot without a consistent pick and roll scheme, like he just doesn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else um, you want to talk about um, before we wrap up this game? Mm, I don't think 
so, I mean, it was a pretty hard fought game with, um, you know, all those ref calls and, uh, you know, so, a small sloppy plays in the first half. But I mean, we came out at the end. Let's hope we keep on coming out in the second half throughout the Hawks game. Um, okay, um, I was just quickly go over some of the Jazz players. Market didn't shoot great, but, but was an absolute force. Got to the free throw line 15 times, and he made all of them just because they were just getting so many free. I, he basically shot all their free throws. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike Conley, he's he's an adult. Like he organizes the team. Like whenever he's off the floor, you can really tell. Like in the start of the second quarter, I believe he was not on the floor, and like the the Kings turned it over a lot and couldn't score. But at the same time, the Jazz couldn't score either, and he really has an effect on the team. And again, somebody needs to kind of trade for him because he's so good. Yeah, I kind of wonder, like, I mean, who maybe the Lakers somehow? Yeah, I mean, the Lakers would actually would work, but I don't know if, I, why would the Unless they're put, I don't know if you want to put both draft, both Laker draft picks for Conley because that's what you're asking for. Um, like, I, I, in a, in a certain way, I can see this, like maybe, do, maybe trading him to Philly. Like, mm. I mean, granted, James Harden is the point guard, but you know, I don't know. Just, just get him somewhere where he can win because he deserves. Honestly, I don't think they can do it. If they can somehow get him to Boston, that'd be perfect. Ooh. They need a point guard. I know, I know Marcus Smart is doing great there. Marcus Smart is gonna Marcus Smart at some point. So <laughs> I just I just don't trust him. He's gonna do some weird shit. That's just gonna cost them a game. Oh man, that if somehow I, yeah, Boston would be number one for me. Because like they've needed a point guard for the longest time. They keep like shoving these random guys to be their point guard. Like again, Marcus Smart's doing great, but you need another guy. Like Malcolm Brogdon isn't really a point guard; he's more of a like a honestly a, a combo guard more than anything. So like the Celtics would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. A- anyways, he's really good. Clarkson, interesting player. Just he's either super hot or super cold. Like again, got locked up in the fourth, like by Casey. But as soon as Casey checked out, he kind of went off again. He had a few threes. He, well, he had five threes this game, but he had a few threes in the in the fourth. Like, you know, he's a chucker, and damn, he's really good at doing that. Oh, yeah. Former six-man of the year, but now in the starting lineup. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, the Lakers could use him. They don't, He doesn't solve their issues, but he, he's, he helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, I'm that's all I have for the Jazz game. Um, the only other news I want to talk about is um Marvin Bagley unfortunately suffered another injury uh. again to now for better or for worse, not to his lower body, but his hand again. I, I actually don't know which hand, but just man, like the guy just can't stay healthy, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I'm I mean, I'm hoping that. Nah, who, who are we kidding? I mean, we always hope that he stays healthy to, you know, keep on playing. But if it's going to be this recurring throughout his career, it's not looking good for him. And, you know, like, don't get me wrong. It, I mean, the, the the final issue is that he, he's just not good. But at the same time, like, the, the injuries were, were really, like, really hampered his progress. And, 
you know, he, maybe he was still finally starting to build a rhythm and get something going. But again, just, just to get injured again. And it feels like the same injury. And he's going to be out for an extended time. So, like, again, it's kind of bad. But I think he'll make a full recovery. And hopefully he's able to just stick around the league at this point. Because, that honestly, that's where the expectation is now. Because, like, he's probably not, never going to be a star. He's lucky to be a starter at this point. And, you know, like, can, can he ever contribute to a winning team? I don't know. But at, at this point, you just hope the young fella can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to quickly talk about? Well, all I could say is, you know, prayers out for DeMar Hamlin because, I mean, he's fighting for his life out there after that hit from uh, T. Higgins. So, I mean, so far from what I've heard, I mean, he's doing uh, pretty well. I mean, he's progressing through uh, – you know, him in the hospital. So, I mean, prayers out for him. Yeah, prayers up to DeMar Hamlet. The only, unfortunately, the only thing I saw online about that. Now, of course, there were a lot of people like sending him prayers, but there were some scumbags that were just saying, continue the game, continue the game, including one Skip Bayless. So, uh, unfortunately, really disappointed in Skip. I don't know if I should be, but I thought he at least had a heart, but. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people like that over the internet, and we're just going to, I mean, uh, it's just, uh, but like I said, hopefully everything's okay. Prayers out for him. Um. So uh, let, let's end this, let's end this section on a happy note before we send it to commercial break. Uh, this is the fastest the Kings have ever reached 20 wins since 2004, 2005. Oh, really? What you would call it? Uh, I forgot what the stat was after the Utah game. I think. Oh, I remember. You showed me a stat where uh, the quickest nineteen wins, and I was kind of shocked to see how long it took uh, to you know get to those uh, nineteen wins for each season in the previous seasons. Yeah, there are a lot of times you don't get this until February or March. So, <laughs> you know, it, it is a different feeling. Again, hopefully the Kings kind of keep up this momentum and just keep and just keep on winning and just keep building winning habits. Um, also, another stat, uh, Fox's 22 in the fourth is the most since Isaiah Thomas, uh, who, who scored 23 in the third. I don't have the exact date, but it's in 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. But- it's pretty interesting. Let me see. Uh, God damn it. it was James Ham tweeted it out. Okay, d- December December 14th, uh, 2012. At OKC, 23 points in the fourth by Isaiah Thomas. Hmm. Oh, geez. <laughs> you just reminded me that Isaiah Thomas was a Kings player. Yeah. I mean, like, I really hope Isaiah can find a job. Honestly, the Celtics owe him a job. Just get, hire him as your president, vice president of like basketball engagement or some shit. I, I don't know. Just you, you owe that man millions of dollars. <sighs> Honestly, Kings bring him back, or not, not even on the court. Just bring him as like an executive. Like the vet keeps like inviting random guys. <laughs> like why not invite uh, Isaiah Thomas? You know. Yeah, at the same time, maybe DeMarcus be off the bench as a third option. Seriously, like that's actually not a bad idea. That really isn't. Granted, the deep like what I've heard is that DeMarcus has like really bad locker room issues. Like he he wants to start, he wants to do that, wants to do that. Uh, but like honestly, on the court, that could be perfect. Now the defenses will be really bad, but it, it is what it is. 
but at the same time, like get him, get him in there. I like, mean, he's a perfect um, kind of backup to Sabonis at this point. Yeah, in my opinion, I mean, just uh, go ahead and talk to him, uh, see where he's at in terms of you know wanting to be on the floor, and uh, you know if he doesn't agree, then you know there's no deal to be made. To be honest, so let's just move on. Here's the, here's unfortunately the other part of the equation. Who are you waving? Ooh, yeah, I that's know. the tough part. That's that is tough. Uh, Honestly, I if if you have to wave Delhi, which would probably be the option, I'd rather keep Delhi. Yeah, I would too. I mean, it's I don't want to say this, but is Keon still technically on the roster? Keon is a two-way, so I don't think that works. Oh, I see. You're not signing Demarcus on a two-way. No, and uh, not not Chimezi, uh, Chima. Is also two way. Chima is actually a contract, so you can you can actually waive him. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a tough call for sure. But for Demarcus, I mean, it to be honest, it probably bring a lot of happy fans back <laughs> for <laughs> some sense. Unless you can just like say randomly, let's just say random because he's not playing right now. But let's say you can trade away TD and like maybe Alex Len. Like maybe it opens up a spot, then maybe you can talk about bringing Demarcus. We'll we'll see how that works out. But mm. as it stands right now, I wouldn't waive anyone for Demarcus either. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. Plus, what was the minimum nowadays? Like two hundred k, five hundred k. I don't know. For for Demarcus, I think it'd be in the millions. Oh, I see. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be nice to have him back. To be honest, I'm a big fan of him still. But, I mean, in terms of locker room issues, I, I'm pretty sure he's matured by now, right? Hopefully, that's at some point. But there, there have been rumblings of issues. There is a reason why he's not on the, on the team. And mm-hmm. he was good last year. Um, you know, yeah. So there you go. I remember uh, watching a podcast with him with, uh, I forgot their names. I think. All the smoke. No, Buckets. Out of pocket. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, remember him like trying to you know, still keeps on playing every day, training. Hopefully, gets a call someday from someone. Yep. Again, like just like Marvin Bagley, wish the best for a former king. Mm-hmm. Okay. After the commercial break, you'll be hearing from us about the Atlanta Hawks game, and hopefully, it's a win. All right. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, it is not a Kings win. It is a Kings loss. Uh, the Kings lose to the Atlanta Hawks 120 to 117. A tough game uh, to lose because the Kings pretty much should have won this one. But this is kind of just my overall take from the from the game. We'll, we'll get into some of the little details. But basically, you know, the Kings... They were right there. They actually had a, a I believe, a four-point lead uh, with two minutes to go. And, you know, they they give up an and one to Trey Young. They Then uh, Sabonis gets fouled, misses both free throws. And then uh, and then they give up, you know, well, they let DeJounte get a, get a layup out of an out-of-bounds play. And he hits both free throws. And then Fox turns it over uh, to basically ice the game. Just... The little, little things that a good team just needs to be able to do 
in order to get over the hump of from being a decent team to a good team. The Kings are right there, and they've actually been here, apparently, uh, James Ham said, the Kings have been f- um, four wins above uh, 500 seven times this season. They have not gone over five wins, uh, out over 500. And it's just a hump that they need to cross. And little things like this, ter- miss free throws, turnovers, silly fouls, cost them this game. And they need they need to clean that stuff up in order to be a good team. Oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure after this game, Mike Brown's going to bring them into the film room. Hopefully, they'll learn something from this, as they should with, you know, the rest of the games that we played that were this close. And uh, with the little, you know, mistakes that we have made in the past, hopefully we can learn from this game as well. So another thing they just need to learn, I kept hammering it. They need to attack the paint more. Yeah. <laughs> they just need to do that. Like against a team with Onyeko Kangwu as the, as the rim protector. Now, credit to him. He's a he's a decent enough player. He's not a rim protector. Attack that rim. You have Trey Young as a point of attack defender. Pass the ball to whoever he's guarding and just go at him. And that's like the Kings actually ended up like scoring 60 points in the paint. That's not enough. They need more against a just a bad Hawks defense without without a Clint Capella, and you know settling for these threes. Even though you know they didn't shoot that many in this game, like I just stop just jacking threes. Like Malik is the is the worst offender of these, and like just you know at a certain point, just attack the rim every single time. Like you know overpower overpower them because like. Atlanta, not a very big team anyways. Like, you could have bullied these guys, and you didn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because Fox was out there in the third quarter, and we didn't see much of him, uh, whatchamacallit, driving to the rim. He just kind of let the rest of the team do their own thing. I don't know. He seemed pretty quiet in the first few quarters in uh, some parts. We, I feel like we needed more from him throughout the game. And it is a thing with him. He takes a while to get going. Like, you know, fourth quarter Fox is amazing and all. Like, 22 points in the fourth last game. But, you know, he had 15 points through three quarters. That's just how it is with him. And, you know, like, he again, he is a legitimate threat in the fourth quarter, a legitimate weapon. But mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to, like, roll the dice with these things. You want to give yourself the best opportunity to win every single time. And that includes Fox, like, getting going. And, again, when Sabonis isn't on the floor and he's the main engine of the offense, I see so many jumpers. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'll, I'll give him this. The refs were not kind to the Kings this game. They just did not get – Kings just did not get a lot of calls they should have gotten, and they and the Hawks got a lot of cheap ones. It is what it is. Like, I'm a, Sac- I'm a biased Sacramento Kings fan, but the reality is I felt like they got the short end of the stick uh, with the refs th- this game. Hmm. I would say the Hawks uh, had a uh, quite a few calls during that third quarter run, or even the early fourth. I would say, but I I want to say it's pretty even for in my opinion, but it's most definitely that you son of a bitch. Okay, <laughs> I am the neutral part. How dare you? <laughs> I'm so neutral <laughs> with this, but no, all I could say is, yeah, we gotta attack their weaknesses, and we really did in this game. And you know, again, like the the king the kings played a really good game for the most part. But again, those little teeny the details 
they need in order they're not a good team yet they're a decent team they're a mediocre team in order to make that jump they need to be able to beat you know i guess do the hawks count as a good team they're they're a below 500 yeah. team like they're not really they've been reeling but you know you get you end like the other team like they were able to hit like a lot of threes that i i didn't think they would hit like john collins going what let's see John Collins going, oh, wow, only two for four from three. Like, they had guys that hit some threes, and it is what it is. No one really stepped up for the Kings on the three-point line. Like, Kevin Herter shot four for nine. That's it, you know? Yeah. And so you weren't shooting well from three. You kept jacking them up. Even though overall, you didn't jack up that many 25 attempts. But again, you need to attack the rim more. Like, you are you were good attacking the rim. And also, let's not forget, they missed so many bunnies, too. That really didn't help. But just attack that paint, collapse the defense, then shoot a three. Don't just jack them up for the sake of jacking them up. That is my least favorite kind of basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see. You want to talk about some of the individual players, I guess? Uh, uh, let's let, see. Let, let, let's start with Sabonis. How about, or what, what are your thoughts, actually? For Sabonis? Yeah. I, I mean, he did fine. I mean, he's... You know, the hub of the offense, as usual, um, he didn't have some, uh, you know, slippery hands that tur- uh, costed, a, what is it, four turnovers. Wow, I actually didn't know he had four turnovers. But other than that, I mean, 15th straight double-double tying with DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he did what he did uh, out there. And, you know, like you said in previous episodes, he shouldn't be playing 39-plus minutes uh, out there. But we really don't have much uh, option with uh, how our bench is doing right now. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, overall good game. He sat at eight assists. He he had eight assists going into the fourth and just didn't get an assist. And mm-hmm. part of that was just guys not cutting guys just stopped moving. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, I don't know what it is sometimes. I guess, I guess they're a little tired, but you know, they need to move out there and uh, you know, it, it just didn't work out. The only thing I can say bad about him, he missed those two free throws unfortunately that really did hurt them and arguably cost them the game but it is what it is sometimes you you know you put yourself you put yourself into that position like where you have to fight for your life and you know it happens Mm -hmm. um just you know again the kings need to need to nail down these little details you know free throws have been kind of a bane of their existence honestly actually it's the only two free throws they they missed the whole game actually so it's not so you can't even pin that on them but again, that silly and one that Trey Young got, you know, you got you got to be smarter and just not reach in on him. I don't I don't think Keegan was it Keegan that fouled him because I, I watched the replay. I thought someone reached in and fouled him. Mm, I I want to say it was Keegan if I remember correctly, but yeah, it's it's too bad we were gonna have a another perfect uh, free throw shooting at night just like uh yesterday's yeah yesterday's game against Utah, but. Yeah, those two free throws. Yeah, it's haunting me right now. Yeah, um, but again, little details. Like, let's not let's not forget on a second night of a back to back. It's a bit tough. You can understand why they would they, they would be a little weird. They would look a little weird. Like again, miss bunnies, miss layups. Like it's a second night of a back to back. You got to give them that. But again, good teams are able to take care of a struggling team like Atlanta right now. They're they're basically on the verge of firing their coach. Their, you know, their star player is a notified asshole or a notorious <laughs> asshole. And, you know, you got you got to be able to take care of a team like this. Pound them, you know. But mm-hmm. 
It is what it is sometimes. The Kings got to get over that hump. Uh, Harrison, I thought, was pretty good. Like, you know, he had some really nice plays, like, down the stretch. His three-point shooting, I just don't know what's going on with it. Like, he is you, – you call him as reliable. I've never called him that, I don't think. Like, he is he's not reliable from three, and it's weird. Like, his mechanics look fine. He's open. Like, he's – you know, he's in rhythm. But when he misses, he just misses. Yeah. I mean, in the previous two seasons, I would definitely call him Mr. Reliable because, I mean, almost every you've been game. Calling, you've been calling him every game, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this season, yeah, it's just, you know, he has his on and off nights uh, that make him not <laughs> reliable. But this game, it seemed like he, you know, I mean, of course, his defense is always going to be good. But it seemed like he actually knew what to do in terms of uh, the offensive end, when to, you know, drive and actually cut to the basket for Sabonis to actually pass it to someone for once. Man, I, I remember the, he was the only one guy out of the rest of the other guys that decided to cut while Sabonis was stuck thinking about passing that buck or ball. Like, don't get me wrong. He had a good game. Like, I thought he was good overall. The The missed threes just stand out to me because yeah. the Kings do get a lot of open threes, and I don't blame them for taking it. It's the Malik. It's the it's the pull-up threes that drive me crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't get what it is with Harrison when he misses um, threes, you know? Now, hopefully he figures it out. Maybe, he's, maybe it's just one of those years where he just doesn't have his touch. Maybe he gets it back next year, possibly. But as it stands now, overall, good game. Just wish he hit a few more threes. Keegan Murray, I, I thought was fine overall. Just again, some interesting, interesting that he guarded like Trey Young for a lot of possessions. Like, but part of it was like the switching scheme. But at the same time, he ended up on him a little bit too more, like more often than I like. And he did well enough, but Trey Young had his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't help off of that. Uh, De'Aaron again, like he he was he was overall okay, but again he takes a while to get going, and he didn't have you know an absolute electric fourth quarter, and unfortunately, like he you know the, the turnover he had, the missed shot he had, um you know to basically lose the game, getting blocked um by Onyeka at, at the end, like not a not a great game for him. It is what it is sometimes. Uh, you know I just hope he figures it out how to get going like during the game more so. Again, you don't have to rely on superhuman efforts from him every single night in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Carter, I thought he was—I thought he was good. Twenty-four points, four for nine from three. Like the only reliable three-point shooter for the Kings this game. You know, against his former team, he hasn't had that crazy, ridiculous showing. But personally, I would like to see him do more. Actually, I think he has—I think he has potential to do a lot more than what he's actually showing. He had a really nice spin move on Dejounte. Like show him, show him some more looks. Oh yeah, he definitely could have done more. It's just that sadly he was in big foul trouble early on in the game. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, I actually don't mind him ever in foul trouble because, like, he he's not a guy that fouls all that much anyways. And like, you know, if he fouls out, like you have Malik there. I, I don't think it's as big of a deal. Like Mike Brown can stagger, shouldn't stagger his minutes as much as kind of the point I'm trying to make. Just, just play him. Just let him play. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, it's, and no one really stood out for me from the bench. Like Davion and Malik are the only guys that really stand out to me. Terrence Davis got his first look in a while. Um, he he scored he scored one bucket. Malik again, he's really good. 
He's a great, he just brings a huge spark off the bench. I, t- I really want him to stop taking so many pull-up threes. Like, he's just, he's just not really hitting them. Like, the one three he had was a sidestep three that I didn't think would go in, but it went in. But attack the rim more. He did play make this game. Five assists, good for him. And, uh, yeah, just stop jacking so many threes. Um, Davion, oh, really good. You know, he he actually had a few moments where Trey Young could not get by him without a screen. I just wish he was in the game a little bit more. Hell, honestly, I wish they actually brought in a KZ Paula to put up, put him on Trey Young for a bit, put him on DeJounte to slow him down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But alas, it didn't happen. But, you know, like Davion, I thought, made an impact. Had they won this game, he wins probably DPOG. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like for KZ, it's something that you have to put in early uh, to get him going and then, uh, you know, insert him back into the fourth. Uh, but yeah, it's too bad we didn't get to see him. I, I disagree. I think you just plug in him to just slow down, guys. Like, mm-hmm. just plug him in, like, in the second quarter. And honestly, I wish they put him in, like, at the beginning of the fourth, just when, you know, when uh, DeJounte was really their only offensive option out there. I think maybe Bogey was out there, too, but you can put a, you can put Malik on him. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a big deal. So, you know, just have give him a different look, slow him down a little bit. I mean, granted, DeJounte was really bad in the first half of that fourth quarter, just missed, just missed <laughs> shots, turnovers. But, he hey, he came through when they needed him. Oh, yeah. And and again, the Kings blew blew this game. Again, the refs really didn't help. Like there was there was like Sabonis got hit in the face on a play, was on the ground, no call whatsoever. It's like they think that he he's Trey Young or James Harden. Like he doesn't flop. Like it, maybe he just needs to learn to flop. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they did not get. And uh, on the final play, it's, it's like um the on the the Jonte Murray steal, like he did kind of push off, but. That play happens all the time. Like you know, you know, give 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 us something, refs. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll probably see something from that two minute report, and you know, a great a great thing, just an amazing thing, right? Just yeah, just tells you, hey, we fucked up. What are we gonna do about nothing? Yeah, can't reverse it. <laughs> it already happened. Yeah. So, okay. Um, anything else? Uh, you noted down for the game. I don't know. It was a pretty good game in terms of offense for both sides. I mean, four guys scored 20 plus, uh, you know, all the starters except Keegan Murray, sadly. Um, Surprisingly, uh, yeah, Atlanta had, well, four guys that scored 20 plus. uh, Bogey scored 17, so that could have been their fifth. But yeah, pretty good game. Surprisingly, John Collins, I mean, I forgot what was the stat. I think I remember you talking about this must have been his uh, first good game in a while. He's been struggling and he's finding he's I guess he's finding his rhythm 41 minutes for him. Like, mm. honestly, didn't even notice he was out there most of the time. And, yeah. you know, really good game. 22 and 12 for him. Like, I'm, I'm happy for him because he's been put in a bad, just a terrible position where, like, they've been trying to trade him, even though arguably like he's been playing a lot worse, but it's not his fault. Like he's mm-hmm. in constant trade rumors. He basically doesn't get the ball much at all. Like Trey Young monopolizes that offense. So, you know, um, so oh, you know, happy for him. Maybe he ends up on the Kings. I don't think anymore. I think the Kings have to trade too much to get him. So not really a fan of that. Um, you know, like Bogey scoring 17 for for the Hawks kind of was the difference. 
no one off, no one off the bench really showed up and it's it's been two games in a row where the bench was like if i think james ham or somebody brought it up if malik doesn't go off like no one's coming off the bench to really give you much unfortunately mm. yeah that's pretty true to be honest i mean we could i mean i don't know would you say give td a little more minutes too I mean, you need some scoring, and I, I think he would add a boost there. And again, like, I hate to say it, Sean Holmes isn't doing anything out there now. Yeah, it, it's still the same old story. I mean, he had that one decent game for himself, but, I mean, it's still, yeah, <laughs> he's just a lone wolf not getting looks. And it's not, I wouldn't even say if it's, it's his fault, but like for whatever reason, the guards do not pass to any big man on the roll if it's not Sabonis. <laughs> it's odd. Like, it's not, I don't think Rashawn has bad hands or anything, but he does end up dropping it sometimes. It's weird how, how it happens, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. Like King, King, you know, on to the next one. I believe it's the Lakers. And, yeah. you know, Lakers, they're playing well lately. Like, that's not going to be an easy – that's not going to be a gimme game. The Kings are going to have to bring it in. You hope that they don't – you hope – you really hope they don't take the next one lightly. Oh, yeah. It'll be Saturday at 7. And, yeah, they'll – let's see. Actually, will that push them into the play-in? I mean, it'll actually push Lakers closer to the play-in. And the Kings – uh Probably to the six. So, so Laker Lakers would be um Lakers would be actually on a second night of a back to back. Oh, so they're playing Friday? Yes, they're playing the Hawks on Friday. Actually. Oh, okay. So let me just check something real quick. So it it will be in the Golden One Center. So they'll play in LA and then come to the Golden One Center. Oh, okay. That'll be a big geez. Did didn't they play in the Golden One uh recently? Yeah, they did. Um, oh. I guess I guess we're going. Well, the last game will be a crypto. So, well, I mean, sure, but uh, that'd be a pretty hot game for sure. But by the way, I guess congratulations to the Lakers. Um, they beat they beat the uh, Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, no less. Like, what the fuck is going on with the Heat? Like, that was just what happened to you guys. You guys just suck now. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I've had a bad day with games. Like I was watching the Indiana versus Philly game. I was rooting for the Pacers to win that game. They ended up blowing the game at the end. Um, I was rooting for the Warriors to beat the to beat Detroit. They lose to a buzzer beater from Sadiq Bay, and of course the Kings lose to the Hawks, and of course the Lakers won. You know, just that the cherry on top. <laughs> not not a good day, unfortunately, uh, this day. Well, let's hope we can prove the Lakers wrong and win Saturday's game against the Lakers to be kings of the West, which will never happen probably do you think for Laker, a while. Do you think Lakers play? Or do you think LeBron plays? I would like to see him play, but sadly, I feel like he's going to be resting. He's going to miss the Hawks, one of the Hawks or the Kings game, I think. He ain't dealing with his back-to-back shit. This ain't worth it. He's he's gonna play probably the Hawks game and uh, not travel to Sacramento. <laughs> you know but, what? That's not the honestly not the worst idea. Rest rest up whatever injury he has, and I highly doubt AD's gonna play for a while. Geez, yeah, he's it feels like he's gonna be out for another month. Not gonna lie, I, I do feel bad for saying that, but like it's just a frail man. 
Uh, yeah, just, I mean, it's, he's literally a glass cannon. Okay. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to quickly talk about? Not that I know of. I mean, we kind of talked about a bunch of stuff uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, here, yeah. Here, here's something I have. Uh, shout out to Tim Heaton. Uh, Orlando Magic fan tweeted at the Orlando Magic to basically do the kiss cam and have him, which will basically have him propose to his girlfriend. He tweeted out a bunch of people. He tweeted out worldwide. Well, worldwide Wob retweeted him and everything. Like he got a whole social media campaign going. And uh-huh. the Orlando Magic actually followed through with him. They actually put him on the kiss cam and he proposed to his fiance, or his now fiance. So congratulations to him, Tim Heaton for getting engaged. I believe he uh, provides video clips uh, to like various uh, basketball com- or people in the basketball community on, on uh, online, like B-Ball Breakdown uses him a lot. So, you know, good, good for him. Congratulations to him. Oh, wow. That's pretty surprising. Oh, yeah, good for him. All right. Well, that's all I have on my docket, and you don't seem to have anything. So it's Yeah, it's late. <laughs> I mean, this is a late game. Yeah, it is a late game. Uh, so yeah, um, we didn't say it, I guess, uh, in the first part, or honestly, in the last uh, Grizzlies episode. But happy New Year, everyone! Hopefully, everyone had a safe and happy New Year season. Hopefully, your flights didn't get canceled. By the way, hopefully, you're back mm-hmm. home. And if you're in the Sacramento area, be careful these next few days because, fuck me, there's a storm outside. Uh, yeah. it's, it's bad. It's terrible. Stay safe, guys, and we'll see you guys later.